Sonic States Drops Call. So the show's over. Monday morning, we're heading into Hollywood. We're going to go and see Jack Watson at Future Music on. Uh, is it Sunset, Sean? Yeah, it is. On Sunset. And. Um, and then I'm going to go and get on the plane and get home. And hopefully, Sean's Sean's not feeling too good today. He's got the no, the show the show illness. Yeah, that's happened. I partied too hard. You see, it was the Jägermeister. The Jägermeister did it. So we hope he's going to make his date tomorrow night. Off we go. It's a lovely day. It's a nice day, not a cloud in the sky. And it's been so horrible. <laughs> the rest of the time's been really windy and really cold. And today, the day when we're going is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got to fun. Yeah. Yes. Well, Andy, Andy, and Sean are staying for another uh, couple of days to wrap up some of the edits in a, in the same time zone. Or at least that's what they tell me. If I was them, I'd be in the jacuzzi, hiring some cheap labour to do that one. Mind you, you can't get much cheaper than us. So I suppose that's going to be pretty difficult. So we're just going up past Disneyland. All the hotels are full of, uh, of emptied of their uh, uh, NAM exhibitors and guests. And uh, it looks like all the families are showing up for a bit of a Disney weekender. I guess it must be kind of pretty low price this time of year because it's January and the weather's been bad, so they've probably got fantastic deals. Um, we didn't make it to Disneyland this year, but... Uh, oh, Sean did. I met Wendy. Where did you meet Wendy? Uh, at Spinal Tap. I mean, uh, sorry, typo negative gig. Uh, at the the Schecter guitar uh, party annual party oh, in Blues. House of Blues in Disneyland. The new Moe synthesizer range from Yamaha. The affordable, portable, lightweight Motive ES based workstation with authentic sounds and drum kits, extensive onboard effects, phrase factory sequencing, USB and multi zone MIDI, seamless integration with all DAW software, virtual synths and VST applications. For a full spec, check out www.yamahasynth.com. Total recall, total integration, total control. Moe synthesizer range from Yamaha. So we're here at Future Music, uh, Jack Watson's shop on mm -hmm. Sunset, mm -hmm. uh, talking to Jack. How you doing, Jack? Very good. Thank you so much for coming out here, Nick. I really appreciate you guys being here. Hey, no problem. It's always a treat. How was Nam for you? What did you kind of? What were your impressions of it? Well, as always, you know, in the past, um, as I've been following the Nam show over the past five or six years, all the latest innovations are in software. So hardware is creeping like a turtle. Um, the, you know, the show's an overload. Yeah. And it's, you know, it takes a while to sit back and process it all. I've been infinitely entertained by the Chinese and watching what they're doing and watching their, their uh, manufacturing progress along. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to go to see, like, Big City's booth. Yeah, it's always fun to go to Analog Haven, you know, to see what they've got. Um, because these kind of things are hard to find in this country at this point because of how weak the American dollar is. The importing of this has gotten very, very thin. So, you know, it's the kind of thing that players and fanatics will read about, but they never have an opportunity to see this stuff. And, uh, you know, just be buying it off of, you know, online, taking a shot at it. So it's, it's good that they're um, supporting these companies and making it available. And really that hardware thing, you know, you can go to the show and you see that that hands-on thing makes such a difference. It you know, really we were discussing it. the other, you know, yesterday about the little fatty, that Mogsin. It is so much fun. It's so instant. It's such an amazing looking little package and it's hands on. Yeah. And there's something about that. So I was, I was wondering as time went along and people got more used to working on laptops, 
if they would start to lose that want to have the hands-on. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere because there's still something so gratifying about hitting a button and turning a knob and an event happens. Well, I think, I mean, the, the impression, everybody's looking for that kind of holy grail, the controller that gives you that back, you know, so right. you can still use your software. I mean, and then in some ways, that's what the Fender Rhodes thing's done, you know. The, yes. Because that, I mean, for all the weird kind of stuff that was at the show, I think probably the hit was an electromechanical keyboard being remade, yeah, yeah, you know, which absolutely. is kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was gratifying to see it. Um, you know, I didn't check into the cost or anything like that because you know my feeling is it would be cost prohibitive I don't think they're I think like 1500 bucks for the base model I don't wow, think they're kind of really I think deal. but I, I'd have to check that well, it's, it's, they do the, the big one has got a MIDI controller as well right. so you can incorporate it into your rig you know? yeah well you know it, because of it you know for live performance taking out anything vintage and analog is of such a rare treat you can't do it anymore because of liability exactly. of touring with an instrument like that or if like you have 30 years old yeah, I mean, you'd have to have five of anything. They'd all have to be tech. They'd all have to be case. You'd have to have technicians on. I mean, this is crazy to do it. So, you know, <laughs> like, the success of Nord yeah. is that because everyone knows if you need a Wurlitzer sound, it has it and it does it so well. And it'll do a myriad of other, you know, Well, the, the thing about the roads is, you know, the guy I spoke to, Jim Williams, who's the designer of this new one, and he was saying that. Uh, They've used all the same metallurgy in the tines, all the same manufacture processes. You know, they've really nailed, mm -hmm. nailed it so that it's got the same sound. And from what I've seen on the stand, there were kind of all these kind of R&B dudes coming along and kind of yeah. Well, the booth. It to play. Every time I went by, the booth was jammed. I couldn't even get a good look at it from other than like a sign angle or something yeah. staring over somebody's shoulders. So, but yeah, no, I mean there is definitely a want for that out there, yeah. and that people do want to have these things that exist in a real world. Yeah. And you hit a key, and there's an event that happens somewhere. You know? Exactly. I mean, I think so. You know, that, that whole kind of physical relationship with mm -hmm. an instrument is is being searched for. It hasn't been quite found yet with the with the computer side. Although, you know, there are kind of controllers that people swear by that work right. for their particular working mm -hmm. method. But it feels like you know the one that everybody goes, this is it. You know, it hasn't quite occurred yet. No, and I mean, I don't know if if. if uh that will happen because you know the aesthetics have to be remembered as well because yeah. things have a certain you know have a look to them and you can't you know like if you if you just take out a, a core triton or a motif then that's what you have on a stand yeah. there's something about having the look of an older piece as well yeah. you know i don't i have been consulted many times by people who want to get like a old hammond and build in a midi controller I've, I've considered making uh, a fold-up version of a Mellotron that's a MIDI controller and then you have a shelf in the front that flops open and there's a sampler. Yeah. So that from audience perspective, this would look like a Mellotron. Well, it gives you the impression that sound is of the utmost importance, doesn't it? It makes, you th yeah. makes the audience kind of feel like the, the, they know that these things are old and difficult yeah. to do, but they're making the effort to... Well, well the, the audience has gotten sophisticated and educated. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the things about the Internet. It has opened up this vocabulary of knowledge and imagery to people. Uh, so they've seen what it looks like. And they know what, you know, a big keyboard monolith looked like in the 70s. And to see that again is an amazing, compelling thing. Yeah. You know, anybody that will perform nowadays with a modular will tell you people trip out they cannot believe what they're seeing yeah and uh, there that is part of the entertainment of it too so it's good to see these things coming up at the show that you know are getting back to more of a real instrument approach you know but my fear is always it's cost prohibitive did you see the waldorf as well lovely 
the, the, the electric yeah, piano. Lovely. I was kind of wondering, because it's, it's, that's not electromechanical, and I was wondering that maybe they should put an anti-gravity thing in the space <laughs> so that it, it's it light enough to so carry. It so good, and it looked so cute. The thing was amazing. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great little piece. I played I, That one I was able to play briefly, and it was really, it was totally that's gratifying. That's the key, is the action card. Yeah, if, you know. It kind of looked like a really old-school... Uh, old school roads or old school wood. I couldn't quite it get the, the form. There was There's something about the curves. There was a company called CDX that was Italian. You know that one? A white organ. And, right. And so it was like this in the 70s where you have like a, a rounded modular top. Yeah. Know? And the CDX was a gorgeous thing because it faces you in a little semicircle. It's like a pod. And it all lights up underneath the hood. So you, you got these lit up switches and everything. It's a beautiful keyboard and it's a great like Italian porno soundtrack kind of vibe. So that kind of a stuff, like there was a Moog organ like that as yeah. well. Um, and the, um, I think the uh, the Rhodes has got that vibe as well. It's kind of sleek. Yeah, there, there's a car. student model that they did um, that has that rounded top to it. It was on a big futuristic metal pedestal, and they did those in a a, a green, a yellow, and they did gold sparkle as well. Oh, those. Wow. And it's gorgeous okay, man. Yeah. yeah and it's a really lovely but that was a student piece well thanks for talking to us jack that's been you great. know it's it's always a pleasure to have you guys i love the site um it's been great to see it grow it's such an asset to the community and thanks for making this bizarre fetish information available to the general public <laughs> no problem <laughs> yeah we're on melrose a place called goodfellas uh just waiting to, to so we can all hook up again get in the car i'm gonna go hopefully go down to marina del rey and uh, I've just been to the, I had a very strange experience. I've just been to the uh, the bathroom and um, I had a pee and there's a sort of large, it looks like a little soap block in the urinal. When you pee on it, it, uh, it plays a trailer for a movie, I think, called Let's Go to Prison. Yeah. So lots of sort of penal jokes and stuff, but, but that was very strange. I've never seen that one before. I guess no one's gonna steal it because, you know, everybody pees on it, but yeah, that was a curious one. The five, this is the final chapter of the of the podcast from uh, LA. Uh, uh, I've met up with a good friend of mine, Dave, who has a boat in Marina del Rey. We've just discovered. I didn't realise he did. I thought he was just staying on somebody else's. And we're going out for a little sail just before we have to head off to the airport. So this is pretty good. So you can say, say hi, Dave. Hello there. This is the sailboat Tamure Cajun Dance. You know, so it has a musical connection of a type. So yeah, we're we're heading out towards. Uh, well, away from the sunset, so I guess we're going to the west, is that right? East. That'll be east, yeah. You can tell my uh, sailing skills are pretty light, to be perfectly honest. We're, we're just heading out of Marina del Rey, uh, uh, and we're opening out into open sea. You can hear the engine going, and there's a boat zooming past us. Looks like one of those... That looks like one of those boats they had on Jaws, doesn't it? Whoa, here we go. Hey, it's getting rough now. Yeah, it's getting light. Oh. Nice bit of pitching, so we're swinging around. Is that pitching or you're in? I'm not sure. It's just up and down and side to side kind of stuff. It's a pelican. Yeah, there's pelican over there. They're dredging the front. I mean, this is all very picturesque. Is that Santa Monica Pier? No, it's not. That's, that's Venice Pier. Santa Monica Pier down there. Okay, cool. Wow. So, um, That'll be Malibu over there. Malibu's over there, where there was snow not long ago, but it's a lovely clear day today. Wow, so, so that was amazing. Um, we, I, I steered the boat back into the harbour. I, I didn't park it, that was a bit beyond my capabilities. Um, and we were only about 15 minutes from the airport, so I came in, no queues, must have taken all the 15 minutes to get from the car to the exit gate. I'm just sitting down watching what looks like the Australian home tennis with uh, Serena Williams, I think. 
and uh, I'm just going to have my final margarita before I get on the plane. I'm uh, I'm sticking to the story that it's a good dose of vitamin C. It might make me feel a bit better. Well, here I am back on the bus. Um, hardly, it's kind of weird. It's very cold here in the UK. Grey. Um, haven't quite got dark yet, so and it's not raining, so that's something. Um, as we were coming in uh, over the north of England, there's plenty of snow, so it's obviously been a bit chilly while we've been here. And uh, California's warming up. I just spoke to Andy at work working up this morning. Um, sounds like they've both come down with uh, rather unpleasant colds, so uh, I hope they're going to be all right to, to stick around there. But um, the plan was to go back to the boat and uh, maybe do some editing on the boat. It would be total decadence, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I'm just heading back to the car park, see if I can find the car. And then back home to the uh, bosom of my family, which I'm going to look forward to very much. Can't wait to see my daughter. Okay, signing off. That's the end. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for the uh, the podcast this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our NAM coverage and we'll all get together as a team for next week uh, where we'll have a bit of a post-mortem. Um, just like to say, great to meet Derek and Paul from the Home Recording Network uh, and Inside Home Recording, their podcast. Uh, well worth checking out if you want to hear some interviews from the show floor. Um, and once again, we're still part of the Home Recording Network where you can find other like-minded podcasts. Do check them out. And um, remember, if you want to send us any feedback, you just got to contact Sonic Talk on Skype or you can call us in the UK uh, we've got a Skype in number where we've got an answer phone that's out on that's that number is 0207 870 8616 that's if you're in the UK if you're outside the UK plus 44 207 870 8616 um, also a US Skype in number which is 312-376-8089 that's 312-376-8089 just email us at sonictalk at sonicstate.com thanks for listening Sonic Statesman. Let's go.